Hello and welcome back to IT Varsity Tech Watch. I'm your host Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host Masihullah Katrada. Now, a couple of weeks ago we started a topic where we discussed IBM's 5 in 5. The five technologies that IBM predicts that's going to change the world in radical ways over the next five years. Now we discussed the first two in the first week and then the second two in a following episode. And now we're going to discuss the fifth of those five items or those five technology inventions that IBM predicts that's going to change the world. Now, what is this new technology? Before we go there, before we talk about the future, let's talk a little about the past. Now, the year is 1907. A person by the name of Leo Bakeland has just invented a new type of material, a material that is truly a space age material, something that's going to usher in the space age in a very big way. This material would be used for lots and lots and lots of applications and there'd come a time within a hundred years when life without this material would become almost impossible in our homes, in the airplanes, in space travel, everywhere you look, you'll find this material. That material I'm talking about is none other than famous good old plastic. Now, plastic is truly a space age material for a number of reasons. Like, for example, plastic is, is malleable, it's pliable, it's, it's, uh, you can mold it into different shapes it's strong and it's almost indestructible. I mean, metals rust, wooden items can rot, but plastic will just sit there and sit there and sit there and it will just not decompose. So plastic is a man-made invention and it's one of the most indestructible materials that we have ever, ever created. Now, plastic is everywhere. You go to the to the store, you buy a, a bottle of cold drink, you buy a bottle of milk, there's plastic. You pop a CD or a DVD into your computer, there's plastic. The DVD is plastic. The computer itself is largely plastic. In airplanes, all around you, you look at the overhead cabins, what is that? Plastic. So even air travel wouldn't have been possible without plastic and space travel inside the spaceships even in the space suits uh, space suits that the spacemen wear is all that the astronauts wear is all entirely almost entirely made up of certain types of plastic so pl plastic is uh, a truly truly useful material but also very very beneficial the other reason that plastic is so beneficial it's it's because it's strong and lightweight also and it can be made as thick or as thin as we need it to be i mean think about a uh, the type of plastics you get in a car you can punch that plastic and nothing will happen on the other hand a milk carton or a juice bottle are so soft you can just squeeze them with your hands so you got two different types of the same material two different grades of the same material two different thicknesses so plastic is truly the miracle material of the 20th century but and here's the downside plastic has proven to be something of a double-edged sword whereas it's given us so much of convenience it's so cheap to manufacture 
it's it's got all of these benefits the problem is we as human beings really went to town using plastics we went all out and we use plastics for just about everything not realizing that a lot of this plastic or the bulk of it ends up where it ends up in the environment it ends up in landfills it lends, ends up in in forests it ends up in nature reserves and worst of all it ends up in the oceans and that's where plastic causes the majority of the damage that's where we see the disaster of plastics unfolding more than anywhere else in the oceans i mean think about plastics as a material whereas uh, a steel will will take you know maybe a few years to completely decompose you leave a piece of iron somewhere a metal or you leave a, a piece of wood a wood within a few months it'll it'll decompose steel will turn to iron oxide within a few years it will decompose but plastic items won't decompose even after a thousand years so you bury something that's plastic in the soil come back after a thousand years dig it up and there it is right there not decomposed so that's what makes plastic so great but it also makes plastic so destructive so utterly utterly destructive because when that plastic finally finds its way into the oceans it causes a lot of damage to the ocean ecosystems masila tell us what kind of damage i mean you've done some research around the damage that plastics plastic items do in the in the ocean uh, ecosystems how how bad is it oh it's it's bad it's really 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 bad and just to give you a a, a figure of, of how bad this is we dump roughly 8 million tons of plastic in the ocean you know and this this plastic now that's that's every year every year okay and that's not a small number of uh, that's not a small amount okay that's a massive massive amount and the damage it causes is even worse now the most common damage that it does to marine life is that a lot of these fish and 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 creatures mistaken plastic for food the worst one is uh stuff like plastic straws or plastic packets now if you've seen plastic packets floating in the ocean it kind of looks like a jellyfish and to animals especially sea turtles they think that it's food and they go in for a bite not realizing the harm that it's going to cause them now we find thousands and thousands of fish whales turtles and even seabirds that wash up onto shores that are found dead and when they open them up they find that they are full of plastic so they've eaten something plastic-y and it 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 gives them it killed them exactly agonizing that you can just imagine how painful that might be because it blocks off everything in your in their system they they feel like they're full and a lot of time they just die because they starved to death because their stomach thinks it's full but it's just full of plastic but also i mean i can imagine that plastic blocks off parts of the stomach and doesn't allow food to to go through you know from the stomach to the intestines definitely definitely that's just one of the the harms that that it, the plastic has on these animals and another one that not many people know about but like you mentioned before that plastic is mixed with a lot of other chemicals especially colored plastics and the labels on them so what happens when these chemicals start to break down they 
they disperse into the water and sometimes they break up into smaller sort of globs of of plastic and fish also inhale that in or it gets absorbed into their skin through the oil or they again eat it and it causes it poisons them and they die oh that's that's just horrific that's just horrific that is and of course you know how ecosystems work if something is affecting these fish if the fish eats poison then there's another creature that eats that fish which also gets poisoned and that even now um goes on to to land mammals so it sets off a domino effect almost exactly you know i i've seen this horrific video on youtube where this this marine biologist is is using a pair of pliers and this was so excruciating just to even watch he's using a pair of pliers to pull out a plastic straw from inside the nostril of of a sea turtle you know these big giant sea turtles you know these huge things so big you can't even carry them and i i don't even know how that straw got lodged right inside its its nostril well, you know you can only imagine the kind of pain that that poor turtle must have been uh, feeling definitely and you can imagine how that straw got there because someone might have been drinking something on the beach and instead of disposing it properly they must have just dropped the straw we see that all the time walk on our beaches and you find how much of dirt they are there i mean we do and that all the time innocently we just dump something and, and then we don't we realize walk the away. harm yeah and the straw is is seemingly harmless because it's mostly invisible i mean if you drop so, uh, a straw on sea sand mm. you you can't make out there's something there and then it's, the water comes and washes it away and then it goes on to cause so much of damage and the thing is actually it's interesting that you mentioned that that we see it, it look you can't uh, the way it looks doesn't seem that it does a lot of damage but that's why it does damage because sea turtles for example do not see it and the reason it gets lodged into their nostrils is because they swim right into it and they breathe it in basically i see yeah. good point good point absolute disaster it is and this this dirt it just gets worse and worse and worse now you can imagine that every country in this world with a with a with a shoreline is dumping this wa- uh, waste into the ocean or somehow waste is getting in it's accumulating somewhere and one of the worst places that these plastics actually accumulate is in the Pacific Ocean between California and Hawaii there is a spot called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch now that name explains it all but this patch contains 79000 tons of garbage just to give you a rough estimate on how big that patch is it's roughly 20 times the size of Kaizen wow that's huge yeah. that's like a island that is, is a massive. island of filth It's almost like a country now uh w- with that size. And this is just going to get worse if we do not uh find a way to to stop uh this this pollution, it gets worse in fact that by the year 2050 scientists predict that if if we continue the way we are going, then the amount of garbage in the ocean will weigh more than the total mass of ocean life. in the ocean. Oh, wow, Now that's yeah, that'll be a disaster. That'll be a point of no return when there's nothing we can do to fix the oceans. Exactly. We'll have floating not not even islands. You'll you'll say almost floating countries of of garbage just uh causing harm wherever they go. Now that that ga- that garbage patch being as big and widespread as it is, I can imagine it causes a whole lot of other harm. 
to the creatures lying underneath. I mean, think about the fish that are floating underneath it, for, uh, or, uh, or swimming underneath it. Think about the plankton. I mean, plankton need uh, sunlight to grow because they, they don't eat anything. They photosynthesize just like plants. Now, these plankton are rising from the bottom to the top, to the surface of the ocean, but they're blocked by this great garbage patch that's the size of a country, and they can't uh, photosynthesize, so they, uh, they die. And because they die, they the, the pinnacle of the food chain in the ocean. The plankton are the food source of so many different creatures in the ocean. The little fish eat the plankton, the bigger fish eat the little fish, and so forth and so on. The biggest fish, the whales, the sharks, etc., eat those fish. Well, certain species of whales even eat the, not the plankton, but they eat these little uh, shrimps that, that live on that plankton. Now, if all of, if the plankton dies, then the chain reaction uh, kicks in and all of these creatures die. This is a, you know, it's, uh, it's a disaster. It's a massive disaster. It's, it's terrible. And the extent of it actually goes worse than that. In fact, I've read this interesting fact that um, they have found plastic uh, at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Now, if you don't know, that is the deepest point uh, in the ocean. And so dirt there as and well. And dirt there as well. That we've is made our mark. <laughs> we've made our mark, exactly. That's what humans will be remembered for. Okay, so the, the technology now. There is light at the end of the tunnel, and that is this new technology that IBM is developing, and they say it's going to be in full production in the next five years. Now, let me tell you about this. This is it's it's not going to reverse the damage that we are we've done in any big way. All it will do is that it will slow down the flow of plastics into the ocean. How? by recycling. Recycling plastics in a completely new way. Now, you know there's different types of recycling that's already existing, right? We're all aware that we've been talking about recycling plastics from some time, for many years now. But there's been problems with the current recycling process. Uh, the first part is the current recycling only works on certain types and colors of plastics. If a plastic is colored, I mean, most of the plastics we see these days, whether it's blue or green or red or pink or whatever colors, they have colors. Now, because of that color component in there, a lot of these plastics are non-recyclable. The second thing is that the plastics need to be cleaned first because plastics have contaminants. Whatever it contained, maybe it contained milk or oil or some foodstuff or worse still, some synthetic item like, like motor oil was in there. So what they need to do is they need to uh, uh, separate the plastics that are recyclable and then clean those plastics so that they become free of those contaminants. Then it goes into a recycling process. So already you've got a multi-stage process, right? Then it goes into the recycling process. They, uh, they recycle it somehow. But the problem is the end result is of such a low quality that it can't be used on its own. You can't use that end result to make brand new plastics. The best they can do is take that 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 end result of that recycled plastic and mix it into virgin plastic. So virgin plastic comes in beads. So they mix it together and then they they make uh, a new plastic objects out of that. So that's been the problem with current recycling methods. The end result is that a very small percent of 
current recycling is actually uh, you know used to recycle plastic so very small percent of plastics are actually recycled but this new technology developed or being developed by IBM's researchers it's called Volcat which stands for I think volatile catalyst now this method now IBM is you know quite secretive about this they're not telling anyone what's the actual uh, methodology that, that that applies or what's the process but basically it's got huge advantages over all different types of uh, recycling for example it doesn't there's no need to segregate plastics there's no need to separate the different colors it basically digests and the word they use is digest it kind of takes any type of plastic and it breaks it down you don't have to worry about removing the contaminants it sorts that out also so it dissolves the contaminants it recycles the plastics and the end result the recycled end result that it produces is almost as good as virgin plastic so they can use that for the exact same purposes that you might use uh, ordinary plastics for so that's really really great now if that goes mainstream and i hope it goes mainstream very quickly if that goes mainstream basically we're going to increase the amount of plastics that are recycled dramatically maybe not 100% of the cycle of the plastics are going to be recycled but a very big percent of the plastics are going to be recycled and the dirt that's flowing into the oceans is going to the, the flow into the oceans is going to reduce to a large extent and maybe who knows some wise uh, and innovative in entrepreneur might discover a way to put this Volcat system onto a ship and sail out into the great uh, garbage patch and recycle on the spot and then send the virgin plastics back to the land to mainland for recycling into into whatever so this is what IBM is uh, developing and they say that within the next five years it's going to go mainstream and it's not a moment too soon because there's a lot of scientists that say that the damage we've done to the oceans the damage we've done to the earth is already irreversible there's nothing that we can do as human beings to undo that I mean how do you how do you clean up a garbage patch 10 times the size of KwaZulu-Natal that would be what it's like almost three or four times the size of South Africa size of the whole country where do you even start cleaning up that so let's hope that you know we see this technology sooner rather than later but at the same time let's hope that we as human beings can learn from our mistakes in the past and look at the damage that we're causing through the world's ecosystems because I mean you damage the world's ecosystems it comes back it comes back and it will bite us in a very big way but having said that, okay, a lot of the the plastics are going to be recycled. the The flow of plastics into the ocean is going to go down, but that's still coming. Is there anything? What can we do now to prevent uh, pollution on land and in the oceans? There's a lot that we can do, and starting right now, right this day, there's there's quite a bit. For example, w some of the the things that that we can start with is reducing the number of plastics that you use so don't use them unnecessarily if you don't need in fact when you go to shopping uh, opt in to buy those fabric shopping bags not only are you 
um, saving the environment by doing that, but you're also supporting a good cause because those bags uh, create employment to, to be made. Then, of course, there's disposing of waste responsibly. There's, uh, you just, this one is easy, you know, just don't put your plastic where it doesn't belong. It doesn't belong on the beach. It doesn't belong in nature. Put it into bins. And when you see others doing that, make it a point to go and let them know what they're doing is wrong. Like, don't toss it out of your car. Don't let... Uh, exactly. Exactly. All right. And then straws. I mean, there's, there's this movement now when you go to certain uh, restaurants, you find that they're giving you paper straws rather than uh, plastic straws. Correct. Uh, and that's a fantastic idea. In fact, you can even go one step further where I've seen uh, supermarkets are actually selling these uh, metal straws. They come with straw cleaners and a little carry bag that you can take them around if you really want to use straws all that much. I would definitely say opt in for these. Or, or not. Or just don't use a straw. Just pick up your exactly. drink and drink it directly out of, out of the bottle. Correct. All right. Now, what, what else can we do? So there's a lot of causes and uh, there's a lot of uh, movements to that, that are trying their best to, to reduce this kind of, uh, of damage, uh, pollution uh, to, to our planet. And it's, it means a lot that, that you actually help them out, either by contributing to them uh, financially or even better, by becoming part of it. Volunteer uh, or organize uh, beach cleanups, uh, you know. Get your community involved, get people around you involved and, and make your mark, make a difference I- in that way. And with all that, spread awareness, use social media, get others to join in wherever they are and show that you're making a positive impact. And of course, there's uh, the competition that we're running at uh, CompuKids currently. Uh, you want to tell us something about that, how that's spreading awareness about the turtles? Sure. Th- we, um, we are making a game that oh well you make the game that helps protect the uh, that helps spread awareness about ocean conservation by protecting turtles sea turtles from uh, pollution in the ocean and um, this is for kids right? this is for kids so you can check it out on the CompuKids website um, and uh, there's some awesome prizes to be won all you got to do is build the game spread awareness uh, use the hashtags that 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 uh, on, on the website and uh, you stand a chance to win some awesome prizes. Fantastic. And if, uh, you know, our appeal to, to listeners, there's no uh, entry fee for the competition and there's some great prizes that's been sponsored by Microsoft. If you have kids, uh, your kids go to school, create awareness in the schools, create awareness among kids, get them to enter this competition. They're learning to code. They're learning how to make their own video game. But it's also uh, them learning about a very, very important cause that affects every single person on this planet. And that is the plight of the, of the ocean creatures. Uh, so once again, the CompuKids website, www.compukids.me.me. Uh, that's all we have time for today, folks. We're going to have to call it a wrap. Inshallah, we'll catch up uh, with you in the next episode of Technology Watch. I'm Bilal Katrada. And I'm Masihullah Katrada. And this is Technology Watch.